0: Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show. Intro, bringing you um, inside thing, rumors and, and transactions around the league with your host well. Keith Smith. I'm on two different, anyway, two different channels, but it did the it copied okay. it over. So anyway, let me redo that. All right, here we go. All right, three, two, one. Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show. Bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here, guys. We're going to talk all about all the transactions around the league, which is which is fun. There's actually things happening in the NBA again. The schedule is going to get released in just a few hours, so teams will know exactly when they're playing. Um, look, the NBA is coming back. I know that it's a dangerous time right now, but you know what? It's sounding like this this bubble scenario is going to be about as safe as they can get, and they're going to give it a shot. Uh, Keith Smith, joining me as as always, Keith. How are you doing, man?
1: i'm good man i'm keeping an eye on the uh second screen because adam silver and michelle roberts and chris paul are doing a press conference as we record and just trying to keep an eye if anything major is coming out of there so far nothing that that i think we need to break down on this uh show and and i will you know take the time to say look trevor and i are i think in the same place and i'm going to speak for him but he can correct me if i'm wrong here that we don't know if the NBA should be doing this but they are mm-hmm. and we're going to cover it because they are and we're going to cover the transactions that have already happened and a couple that are you know they they haven't necessarily happened yet um but they are pretty strong reporting that they're going to. So we're gonna dive into all that and do what we normally do on the show here. But no, we're we're with all of you on feeling unsure on whether the NBA should be, you know, coming back to play or not. Especially as uh cases rage in both of our home states because people uh just can't get their act together, I'll say that in the nicest way <laughs> as possible. Um there. But you know, uh, you know, just to take take uh, that with a grain of salt that that's we're in the same place that, that lots of you are but we're going to talk about the league and what's going on transaction wise i man, we got a lot to, to break down and talk about already yeah
0: i mean no doubt it's a difficult time right now and, and so there's always going to be that uncertainty adam silver did say that he thinks the bubble is going to be a safer environment than anywhere else and if they can really pull that off then then great i hope it does work out but bottom line is we are past the point of should they or shouldn't they it's happening it's, it's, it's yeah. going to happen, and so we're going to get into to what's going on. Now, the NBA did open up their transaction window, so we've seen a few moves being made by teams, players being brought in, and so that's going to be the focus today is breaking down those players who have been brought in, some players that have been released as well, and we're going to talk about those moves and why they were made and what they might mean uh, in the in the big picture here. So that's that's what we're diving into today. So I hope you guys like different transactions and things like that because that's the focus on this one.
1: And some obscure guys that maybe you don't know, but, a few. but we'll, we'll have thoughts on them anyway, or at least I will. I'll, I'll, I'll bill Trevor out in case there's a couple guys that he's like, dude, I don't know anything about this random G league guy. There's a um, I'll jump there's in a there few. and, you know, <laughs> we'll do that. that. That's why that's why we are our partners on this show. He, he keeps me grounded with our, you can't do 15 minutes on a two way <laughs> guy and I keep him grounded, but people care about that guy. You know, maybe it's only his immediate family, but you know, let's go. So yeah, we're we're going to just do it alphabetically by city. So that we we don't miss anything, we'll also sprinkle in some thoughts on some guys who have opted out of playing, as well as we go in because maybe their teams haven't done transactions as of yet. But but we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk them all. So, so let's skip the first two teams, Atlanta and Boston. They haven't done nope. anything, and let's go to Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, look, you know what? Um, it, like we we said right before we came on the air here, Keith. There's a few of these guys, and most of these guys I know, but there were a few. Where I'm like, that could be a made up name, and I and I wouldn't know. So Keith sent me a list, so I'm I'm good at this point. But most of them I do know. Um, Brooklyn uh, did a couple of things here. You know, nothing that none of these moves are going to be anything that are going to like change the outcome of the NBA finals or anything like that. But they're still interesting, and I think that's where we're at with with Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then that's a great qualifier, too. Just like the guys who get signed in March and April mm-hmm. during buyout season, very few of them actually swing playoff games one way or another. So let's just kind of keep that in mind. But but the Nets, yeah, they waived Theo Pinson who was with them uh this year um keep in mind anybody who got waived their contract's fully guaranteed so they're gonna get their full amount that they were already owed um to be paid out for the rest of this year and then they're adding tyler johnson and tyler johnson you know a guy nba fans should should know Mm -hmm. um this one's kind of fun because the nets had previously a few years back signed johnson to a big offer sheet that's right back when the nets were in let's just throw offer sheets around every restricted free agent on the planet and see what happens so that's now the the second guy they have added because if you remember back they signed Alan Crabb to a restricted free agent uh, offer sheet which Portland matched. Then they later traded for him and now they've uh, signed Tyler Johnson. So I jokingly said on Twitter, I expect Otto Porter jr. To be <laughs> on his way to Brooklyn uh, sometime here uh, in the near future, probably this off season. But um, yeah, I, I Johnson's going to help them. They're not going to have Kyrie Irving. They're yeah. not going to have Kevin Durant. We know that uh, going into, to uh, the, the restart of the season. So those guys aren't going to play. So I think Johnson gives them a little extra backcourt depth. a guy who can play both guard spots. Um, he'll give them, you know, guys behind Spencer Dinwiddie and Chris Chioza Chris Chioza is one of their two-way guys Um, and and let's clarify right now two-way players are eligible um, to play the whole rest of the way including the playoffs which is not normally the case Um, so they'll be able to play so I think um you know Chioza had been playing really well for them um as a backup to Dinwiddie but now you've got a veteran guy who who you can kind of lean on there just in case Chioza as a younger player falters a little bit you've got Johnson so you know Good depth move, but not much beyond that.
0: No, I mean, this was back when, when Brooklyn was in kind of their we're-going-to-troll-the-league mode, and they yeah. and they sent out all these big offers that other teams were going to have to match. Miami wound up hanging on to Tyler Johnson. He later later on got moved to Phoenix. He did some good things when he was with... Uh, yeah. With the Heat, it never really caught on. With the Suns, um, just you know, the shooting was a little bit of an issue. But sometimes a change change of scenery can do can do good things. And that's what the Nets are you know taking a very low risk look at at Tyler Johnson just to see what he can do, fill a role, and if something clicks, then then maybe they hang, hang on to him. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie gets moved over the summer in a deal to upgrade talent. We've heard that they are looking for a third star and maybe packaging together some of the younger guys for that. So if they do go ahead yeah. with that, maybe they they stumble. On do a backup for Kyrie here and in uh, Tyler Johnson.
1: Yeah, and, and um, you know, let, let's be uh, clear too with, with this that um, Johnson is signed. He signed a rest of the season contract. You're going to hear us talk about substitute players. Yeah. Um, well, one of them will come up soon when we talk about a substitute player. That's a guy who's coming in. Sp- Specifically to replace someone who's out for the restart, and then that player will um, play. But then there's going to be no form of uh, bird rights or anything like that after the season for that guy. It's a it's a weird, um, one, hopefully one time thing yeah. that the NBA is is doing here with the uh, Players Association to allow teams to have good full roster as well while they're there um in in orlando finishing out the season so um all right we'll go to the next one skip charlotte they haven't done anything as of yet chicago bulls this one's not really a transaction but i want to note note it because chris dunn um when the nba in the nba pa finalized their decision on how they were going to prorate the season for bonuses and all of the different contract things Dunn um, was the lone player who saw his um, starter criteria status switch. He had not met starter criteria, and if you remember, Chris Dunn was a very high draft pick. Yeah, he was um, early on, um, so he had to meet. He had to, you know, start an average of forty-one games over the prior two seasons, or play um, two thousand minutes total over those two seasons. And he didn't. Um, he didn't meet that. So what ended up happening with Dunn was. He was going to get a lower qualifying offer. And the qualifying offer is what a team has to give a guy to keep their restricted rights. But then the player can sign that as a one-year contract to come in. It was going to be about a little over four million dollars for Dunn. When it when everything got prorated, because he's been hurt for a large chunk of this year, he did meet starter criteria. So now his qualifying offer jumps to what it originally should have been, uh-huh. which is about 7.1 million. Which is that's a significant amount. Yeah. But so my thing is, you know, the Bulls aren't gonna have cap space either way. And I look at it as, you know, they can do of course they can always reach a long term agreement with him as a free agent this off season. Um, you know, and keep him around. Or they can just let him sign the qualifying offer and let it kinda let him go into to uh um free agency the year after as an unrestricted free agent, or, you know, let him, you know, hold on to the qualifying offer, wait and see if anything else develops mm-hmm. and go from there. But I think the way Dunn defended this year and the fact that he can do a little bit as a, you know, secondary playmaker uh, in the starting lineup, I, I think it was important to note that because I think he, you know, proved that he can be a player. This year versus a guy who was like, yeah, he's probably more of a third-string point guard type.
0: Yeah, look, that that's the thing with Kriston. He's not going to live up to his draft capital. If you're expecting to get, get that type of player, it's probably not there. And he was one of the older guys in the yeah. draft. I can't remember the year that he was drafted, but uh, but he was one of the— so, uh, 17. I was going to say, I'm sure, you, no, sure you've got— uh, 16. 16. I know it's been a little Sorry. while, but but the bottom line is this is a guy who belongs in the league. When you can defend at the level yeah. that he can— he is a useful piece for somebody. Now, I don't know how much Chicago likes him. They've, you know, they've brought in Kobe White. They've brought in other pieces and things to, to kind of usurp some of his uh, his role. But, uh, but Chris Dunn is a guy who belongs in the league, and I think that he can help somebody. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if... They eventually rescind that qualifying offer. That's always something they can do if something pops up. So the Bulls yep. still have plenty of flexibility here. And realistically, if you get him one year for seven million, we always say, you know, it's not the it's not the money; it's the years on a one year deal. Yep. No big no big problem for the Chicago Bulls at all. So Absolutely. you know, it, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with Chris Dunn. But for the Bulls, it's a very low risk move to give him that qualifying. Yeah,
1: offer. in a summer where you're not going to have any cap space yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we might as well. At that point, it's just money, just pay it out and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're going to skip Cleveland. Nothing has happened with the Cavs as of yet. Uh, you know, minus Andre Drummond. I guess that's a little bit of well, news. Hey, that he's put, gonna and we said on the last show put, he was going to do that. Yeah. So, boy, what what, what geniuses we are! He's going to pick up you know twenty eight million dollars. I know, predict the sun is going stress. to rise tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I predict there's a chance most of my T shirts every time we record will be some shade of gray. Um, you know, yeah, it's uh you know, so so yeah, but he he hasn't done it yet, but he did say he was going to mm-hmm. um with that. So let's move on to the Dallas Mavericks. Now definitely some moves here yeah. with the Mavs. Um let's start this is the first time the substitute player is gonna come into play. Willie cauley Stein has opted out of playing. Right. Um in the restart, he he and his wife are expecting a baby. Uh, sometime in july so he's not gonna go away for three months no. and miss the birth of his child and uh, really the first three months of that child's life and 100 percent the right move for
0: what don't blame him at all
1: yeah I, unless a guy you know came out and openly said i just don't want to play yeah like, like I, you know i just <laughs> i don't care about playing that's the only guy i'm going to criticize every single other guy no, right move for them. Yeah. You know, do what you got to do to take care of yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. Um because of that, Dallas is able to add what's called a substitute player. Um so this player is going to get a rest of the season contract. If they're a veteran, it's about 183,000 uh to play out the rest of this year. So that's the eight seeding games, which if you're listening to this, uh you know, whatever time you listen, the schedule will be out right. um, cuz it's going to come out Friday evening or recording this Friday afternoon. Um so, so the schedule will be out. So they'll play Burke will play in those eight seeding games and then he'll be available to the um, Mavericks or he'll be a free agent, but the Mavericks won't have any free agent rights on him. That money also does not count against the salary cap or luxury tax. Uh, Just, you know, as an aside, Dallas is neither in position to pay the tax nor have cap space. So it doesn't really matter um, for them there, but Burke's a key addition because Jalen Brunson's not going to play. Uh, one of their key backup guards, it's occasional starter. He had um, shoulder surgery, so he's going to be out. Courtney Lee, another guy who had kind of gotten in the rotation towards the end, um, he's going to be out. He had a calf injury. And they're, of course, also going to be without Dwight Powell, um, who ruptured his Achilles back in, I believe it was January. So he's going to be out, Um, of course, for, for this. So Dallas is hurting a little bit uh, for bodies. So getting Burke in there gives him another guard, um, helps him out. I'm curious to see what they're going to do up front. Without Coley Stein because they're really um, it sounds weird to say they're small when they've got a seven foot four guy. I was gonna
0: say, bring guys. on the <laughs> Boban. Small,
1: guys. yeah, right, yeah. Boban, uh, Porzingis, and Kleber were uh, mm-hmm. my guess. They're gonna kind of be their three headed. Uh, center rotation, and that'll just be the way it'll run, and quite honestly, for what they're going to do, that's probably
0: fine. Yeah, you know, Dallas is pretty dinged up, and, but you know what, I, I like this move as far as their system goes, because one of the things that the Mavs love to do, and the reason why their offense has been so good this season, that's been what's kept them in in the playoffs, has been their, their offensive efficiency, because um, defensively they haven't been great, but their offense has been so good because they prioritize getting into the paint and then kicking the ball out and finding open shooters that way, and of course a lot of that is just the brilliance of Luka Doncic, he's been, been phenomenal In that way, but uh, but Trey Burke has established himself as a pretty good pick and roll point guard as a guy who can get into the lane and just getting the defense moving, getting them collapsed, and freeing up people is has been a big part of the Mavs' offensive scheme, and so I think he's a fit in that way. Um, You know, he's certainly not the player that we thought he was going to be coming out of college. I want to say he was like a number nine pick in the NBA draft that year. Um, But he's, uh, but he, I think he's still a useful piece. And given that, you know, Jalen Brunson's going to be out, I, I have no problems with this move for the Mavs. He's definitely somebody who's worth taking a look at.
1: Yeah, he played well for Dallas when he was there previously. He played pretty good for Philly earlier this season, and you know I think Trey Burke—he's he, a guy. He's an NBA guard. Mm-hmm. He's probably best fit as a third guard on a good team, uh, maybe a backup on a not so good team, um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Next, the Denver Nuggets—they're gonna take their one of their their two way players, PJ Dozier they're going to convert him from his two-way they're going to sign him it sounds like it's going to be a two-year deal for denver um, maybe longer but at least a two-year deal um that's going to fill their their open roster spot that they had and that's that's a you know nice um you know uh addition to get dozier they'll get him next year denver again another team not going to have cap space next year anyway so this is adding a guy for next season's roster dozier's a, a player i've liked for a long time yeah. you know big guard I, I i like those big guards a lot he's about six foot five six foot six six you know point guard though um skills that's that's primarily the position he plays um i don't again not a guy i expect to have a big impact playoff wise but good depth again this is a team that's had some injuries in the backcourt this year and this is a nice guy to have behind jamal murray behind Monty morris now they're going to have him and they they didn't really have another um you know point guard option uh in that main group so so good for Dozier you know the thing, that's the thing that kind of excites me is all these guys are getting contracts that may not have gotten them otherwise right. i think, think that's you know always a good thing i like to see when these guys do that and good on Denver you know not just letting that roster spot go to waste or signing you know some retread veteran that you just were never going to use i, I like you know adding a younger you know player who's already been with you um, and then the last thing, and then I'll let you talk, I promise, is um is the uh, the these are gonna be what you're gonna see is teams are gonna go to guys they're familiar with um and have been in their system more more likely than go to adding all these guys from outside, uh, just in general because they, there's not a lot of ramp up time here. To get guys ready. Um, you gotta get guys ready and back, and then you gotta get guys going. So you don't wanna be trying to teach guys, you know, your system and how you do things and all those things. You wanna be able to move right into stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's just it. There's not gonna be a full, you know, training camp like normal where you'd be able to get a guy integrated into your system. Um, so they're gonna find guys that they're used to. And you know what? I'll tell you the other thing that, that's got me excited, is all these guys that we're talking about come playoff time. They may not lean on them very much, but I think we're gonna see these guys play during the eight game stretch because a lot of these yeah, games, oh, like yeah. like Denver for some of those games they're going to be treated more like preseason games where Jamal Murray might not play a ton of minutes and so you're going to see a guy like Dozier get in there in order in order to protect their stars and find out what they've got so I'm excited to see some of these guys out there on the floor too and see what they can do with this opportunity
1: Yeah I agree and and then we should touch on um with Denver uh Nikola Jokic did test positive for right. coronavirus Sounds like he's doing okay um, from all reports. He'll report back to the United States, it sounds like, in hopefully a week or so. Um, and this is part of the reason why. Now, he did not get – get uh, they did not catch this when the NBA testing because he hasn't returned – back so he was tested while still overseas um and he has not actually returned back but this is part of the reason why they're doing all the testing now is to try to catch these things prior to guys um and the team's heading off to florida so uh just just something there you know and we'll, we won't talk about all of them but he's clearly a very key
0: guy absolutely, for absolutely. and he's also and he's dropped great. i don't know how much weight but it looks like a lot
1: i think he, they said he 40 looked, pounds he looks like half a yoke now yeah, yeah, it, he does. Yeah, man, which is interesting. Yeah. I want to see how he does, you know, that, that small. Because this part is games being a bully on the block.
0: Yep. It, so it'll be I'm interesting. Uh, maybe it'll work out for them, you know, especially if, you know, if you run up against a, a Houston Rockets team or something like that, maybe that helps them out. Maybe that keeps them on the floor when the Rockets are trying to run them off. We'll see. Yeah, use a little bit
1: more of those closeouts on Tucker and Covington. If, you know, it's funny. I saw somebody say, you know what they should do is just have him guard Westbrook. And if he wants to shoot bombs away outside, let him shoot, shoot from the outside, but let him be there to kind of meet him at the rim. And I was like, that's interesting. That's Yeah. yeah. Now you got to worry about is Westbrook's of so Yeah, he's just so quick and explosive. Yeah. I mean, unless you're literally putting Jokic right at the edge of the paint. Right. You know, it's not like he could just hang out by the rim because of the defensive three seconds. But, yeah, some, something that's curious. Um, next, Detroit Pistons. Uh, they, they, um, signed Justin Patton. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but Patton was a, you know, he was once upon a time, a lottery pick. Um, he was with Oklahoma city earlier this year and was waived, uh, by the thunder, but a big, big guy, still a team, you know, a kid that that a lot of guys like, um, around the league, you know, because he's big, he's a true center. He's got, you know, good size. He's just had a lot of injuries, um, to this point in his career, but the Pistons, they they don't have a ton of depth up front after their trades on um, Christian Wood is seen still more as a power forward than he is as a center. Um so this is a chance to bring in a guy for some depth. You get a little bit of look at him look at him in whatever the workouts end up for these team, 8 8 teams that aren't going to Orlando. And then you get him in the off season, you get a chance to to look at him there and see cuz it will have a uh second year attached to that deal um that goes into next season and you know minimal my guess is you know complete minimum deal and that's where it'll go. So, you know, this is what Detroit should be doing with their open roster spot. I would have preferred they claim the next guy I want to talk about, Isaiah Hardenstein okay. um, waivers versus adding Patton. I just think Hardenstein has more upside, but, you know, they went that way. Uh, yes, I did skip the Golden State Warriors. They didn't. They haven't done anything no. because they're still so close to the luxury tax. They're probably not going to do anything. They're probably just going to, you know, basically say, maybe, I could see them maybe adding Dragan Bender for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, that could happen. Um, they do. Yeah, they have enough money to do that, um, and they really liked him, and then give him, a, again, a second year that goes into next season because uh, he played pretty well. He actually played his best NBA basketball mm-hmm. for them on a 10-day, um, a couple of 10 days. So, you know, I could see that happening. But, but yeah, Houston waived Isaiah Hartenstein, who I like, you know, 22 years old. He showed some promise this year with the Rockets. He's played really well in the G League. But why they waived him, a guy we both really like, David Nwaba. Yep. Former Laker. Um, yeah, but a start, I believe. Yeah, former Laker, yep. Um. You know, really tough, hard-nosed defender. He has turned himself into a passable shooter, Um. you know, where you're not going to worry, you know, about him being out on the floor. He's really athletic, so, you know, he can do some things in transition. He's coming off of a uh, ruptured Achilles. Yeah. So, you know, so we'll see how that, that comes together and, and goes for him, but... I love it for Houston. He's not going to play this year. He's out. He's not going to play um, in this restart. So this is strictly a move for next year. And they gave him a big chunk of the, what they had remaining of their uh, mid-level exception, about 900 k in order to get him this year and, and get the money on next year. Um so I, I think this is a great upside move for the Rockets. Chance to get a really, you know, solid defender in there. He he can be what uh they've tried to do with like guys like Tabo Cephalosha yep. in the past around Harden and Westbrook.
0: Yeah, exactly. In terms of fit, this is exactly what you would expect the Rockets to do, going after those kind of three and D wing defenders, not to say that Wamba is a great three-point shooter or anything, but he's got that kind of defensive toughness on the perimeter that can help you out, especially when you're going small out there. Um, And the other thing of this that's really interesting is, you know, people have questioned, okay, Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, most of his businesses were restaurants and casinos. And those have been hit (laughs) really, really hard by what's been going on. Are they going to be willing to spend? Well, here they are. They're burning $900,000 plus dollars in exchange for having the right to pay this guy next year, who's coming off of an Achilles injury and who knows what that's going to look like. Not that David Nwaba known for being a hard worker. I think he's going to be okay. He's going to get through it. Uh, But I mean, that, that shows us the Rockets are willing to spend for a guy that, that they believe in. And so I think that's, you know, that's a good sign for Houston fans.
1: Yeah. I think this is a win for Daryl Morey, right. Mm -hmm. Of, you may know, maybe gives a little more credence to Daryl Morey's definitely going to be back there next year because you know as the owner you're signing off on a move that really all it's doing this year is costing you money because right. you're absolutely right he's not going to play you're not going to get anything out of him this year you know so yeah so that's interesting uh there and that's a great point by you um Indiana they haven't done anything as nope. of yet the LA Clippers Joakim Noah is reportedly going to re-sign there. He was on a 10-day, uh one of those uh, longest 10 days in history type deals. Um All of the 10 days, just to, to clarify with those, they all get ended. It was just they're, mm-hmm. they're done, you pay out the full 10-day, and we're moving on with that. So they, all reports are he's going to re-sign with the Clippers, has not done so as of yet, but will re-sign with the Clippers and be there. And that's just a depth move. For them, an additional big body to throw out there if you need them in a playoff series. That's probably one if you're going to play the uh, the Nuggets or you're going to mm-hmm. play the Jazz um, teams that have traditional big men. If you you know we're going to meet Philadelphia in the finals and those kind of things, you know it can. He looked pretty good with the Grizzlies last year. You know, at the end of the year, you know, still defend, rebound, you know, still a pretty good passer from the high post. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if by, you know, the time we are into the playoffs, if he's, you know, kind of playing some of the backup five minutes behind, um, you know, Avicii Zubac, you know, wouldn't shock me there.
0: Yeah, it's just just protection in the event of an injury to Zubac, who's been pretty solid this year, but he only plays, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night. Montrez Harrell gets the majority of the minutes. But, you know, if, if Zubac were to go down, Right or or yeah. Harold, you're in trouble because you don't want to give 35 minutes a night to Zubats and to do that to Harold, maybe he could do it, but you're probably not getting the same energy level that you would like out of him if you're suddenly having a, him to play him. You know, maybe even closer to 40 minutes a night because yep. you don't have any other bigs. So uh, so no. Yeah, makes your only sense other
1: bigs him. are Jamichael Green and um, Patrick Patterson, who Green's not really a five no. at all, and Patterson, you know, his besties either. are way behind right. him. Yeah. So yep. All right, Lakers, uh, I'm gonna give it to you just to talk um Avery Bradley opted out. Um, all I wanna okay. say is I love Avery Bradley. I'm a huge Avery Bradley mm-hmm. guy. I have been, you know, since he was with the Celtics. I wrote a whole piece for Celtics blog. He once I think it was he scored twenty five points in the first half of a playoff win. And it was like you couldn't even imagine Avery Bradley scoring twenty five points in a playoff game yeah. in his early years with the Celtics you know, i i've always been a big ab fan and you know so i, I want to give it to you and then i'll chime in from
0: sure that. so for i'm not going to go in-depth analysis i've already written a whole editorial for, sure. for lakers nation <laughs> yeah. i've got two videos out on it we've talked about it on the lakers nation live shows all that so there's plenty of content out there on avery bradley if you head over to lakersnation.com all about the the full breakdown of what losing him means first of all nothing against avery bradley His reasoning, his six year old son has had respiratory issues, and that's not a risk that he wants to take. Totally understand. It's a big blow to the Lakers to lose a, a defender like that. We're hearing that there's a few names they're looking at. J.R. Smith being the most prominent one in order to come in and replace him. J.R. Smith isn't going to provide the defense that Avery Bradley did, um, but if he can remember the time and score of the game, he can still provide <laughs> you know some shooting. He's friends with LeBron. They've got that kind of chemistry already. Uh, he's played with him quite a bit, so you can understand that there. Um, so look, that that's what we're looking at, probably bringing in someone like a J.R. Smith, Right now the Lakers haven't committed to anybody, but the bottom line is they'll have to replace Avery Bradley, and then we're still waiting to hear on Dwight Howard. We don't know for sure if he's playing or not, but all the rumors suggest that it's it's more likely that he's going to play than, than not.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I've heard as well that he's probably gonna play. I think his uh not that his concerns have been alleviated right. by any means. That's that's too strong, but I think he I think he from what I've heard, he like a lot of the other players, they like some of the direction that the nba and the players association are working on going together on towards the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. and the likes of there so yeah on avery bradley i think the the big loss there is um you know you definitely go read trevor's piece go you know listen and watch um you know what they put together for lakers nation for us on this show um you know he's their primary point guard defender on the open unit um for all that lebron functions as a point guard on offense he is not at, on defense at all uh he, he's not ben simmons where simmons kind of does both um for his team at, at times uh bradley you know bradley there was a stat out there i don't know if you saw this he was the best defender on uh close three pointers yep. um this Makes year in the entire difference. league of backcourt players yeah he's just he's always been that he's, he's just tough he's longer than you think for his size, he's a lot more athletic. He's still skinny, so he's hard to screen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's able to slip through screens and stuff. He's really tough. And but what I, my thing is, you can get by with Caruso and Caldwell Pope. Those those are good you players. You get by. You know, you're fine. Here's what my worry is: though. what happens if something happens to one of them? Now you're in the Dion Waiters, you're in
0: Waiters the, Island, baby, Waiters right. Island,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's a that's a different tough. player. Let's just say yeah. that then, uh, you know, then we'll call Will Pope and Caruso are giving them because it's rarely, rarely, unless it's a superstar in the NBA, when it's a role player, it's never about that role player being missing. It's about what happens and if the next it's the guy,
0: domino effect.
1: That's yeah, exactly. That's where you're always concerned. But you know, I think the Lakers will be will be okay. I don't think this is going to make the difference in them, you know, winning or losing a playoff series or or a title. But you know, yeah, it's definitely a blow to their rotation. But just like we said with Willie cauley Stein, one hundred percent the right reasons for Avery Bradley. Yep. You know, no, no, uh, you know, qualms or questions from me. At
0: absolutely, all. absolutely. Memphis, let's Rittles. talk about them. Um
1: the Lakers haven't to, to this point. You mentioned J.R. Smith, and there's other guys, but Lakers haven't made a move no. yet. I assume they will yeah. uh, before they they leave for Orlando. July 1st. Um, they, they'll do that.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: Um, Memphis, Anthony Toll. YMCA
0: game. <laughs> He's it, got man. the YMCA all game. Way. Bring him on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean it's kind of whatever, yeah. you know, this is a deep, deep uh, bench big for Memphis. Cause Jaron Jackson should be healthy. Brandon Clark should be healthy. Um, uh, they've got Corgi jeng there. Who's, you know, okay. But you know, Tolliver's a guy who can come in, he can defend, he can, you know, hit some outside jumpers and those kind of things. So yeah, I, they, I know they really like him. So, you know, Good on that, and that's you know kind of the extent
0: of it. And the, he's a veteran. Um, they've, got, they've got such a young team, yeah, and they're going exactly. to be thrust into their eight-game stretch is going to look very different than the eight games up for you know the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Lakers or you know any of the top teams right that are that are out there because Memphis is going to be fighting for their lives. So adding a veteran who's been there, who's been through battles, you know, it's not going to hurt. I don't know that he's going <laughs> to like push yeah. them over the hump or make you know lock onto that eight seed because they got Anthony Tulliver, but he's not going to hurt that effort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if anything happens to any of their bigs, he's a guy you can plug in and feel very mm-hmm. confident in and feel fine about. Uh, the next three teams, alphabet, or four, four teams, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and New Orleans, they haven't done anything yet. Nobody's opted out of playing for any of those teams. No indications that anybody is going to for any of those teams. Um, it sounds like they're going to go. Minnesota, of course, they're, they're not going at all. Um, we were going to talk Minnesota and do a breakdown mm-hmm. of their off-season, upcoming offseason, a little bit of a preview, but we're not – Doing that today, we get enough other we'll stuff next to, to talk about. So next show, um, we'll get to that. New York Knicks, I'll take this one because I know these are not uh, <laughs> these are <laughs> not guys you're super familiar with. Um, we can also do the Phoenix Suns portion here. Um, so what happened was Phoenix, uh, just an interesting transactional type thing. They waived Jared Harper, who was one of their two players on two-way contracts, on March 11th. Well, let's rewind. March 11th is when the season shut down. The NBA retroactively, I believe was on the twelfth, said all transactions are paused as of five PM mm-hmm. on March eleventh. So Jared Harper was waived after five PM, so he kind of sat in this nebulous um, I think of it like that move that Tom Hanks movie, was it the, the Terminal? Was that what it was called? Where oh, his uh his yes. country didn't exist right. anymore. He where he, he lived had had in lived the airport, in he stuck. Airport. Yeah. yeah, he had to live there. Um, you know, so that was kind of Jared Harper. He had to live in this uh, you know, uh um, you know, purgatory for for months and months. But when the transaction window reopened, he was the first official transaction, he went through as mm-hmm. a waiver. Um he did not clear waivers though. The Knicks claimed him. In order to do so, they they waived um Kadeem Allen, who was one of their two way players. This is essentially a swap to get a younger two-way option. And now, they're not going to play, so you're not going to have that, but you will have Jared Harper's rights if you want to bring him back uh, next year on a two-way contract. They'll be able to do that much easier because they have those rights, and Kadim Allen was a guy who was starting to age out of the two-way right. process a little bit um, and likely wasn't going to come back to, to the Knicks. So that's really all this is. It's a pretty simple swap there. Um, but the next one involving a two-way guy, this one's a lot more important.
0: I like this. This is Oklahoma. One State. of the all, he's got to be on Dort. the all-time great name list.
1: Yeah, right, uh, Lou Gwentz, I think. Yeah, some- you say that, but, but he, I've only hear anybody ever anybody ever calls him Lou 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 Dort. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, one of the was one of the Thunder's two-way guys, but he had started going into the pause the last 21 games. For I Oklahoma couldn't City. believe like and he played pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he
0: he worked his way up to being a, a starter oh. like if you are if you're in the G League, you're looking at this guy going, "Look, this is possible." Right? Guys like this, guys like Alex Caruso, yeah, yeah, yeah. a number of others that have that have made it and made the jump and found success, you're looking at him going, "Hey, the G League is is a real path to the NBA if you do it right."
1: Yeah, exactly. And and he's tough for them, you know, it gives them a real uh, rugged defender at that two guard spot. He's a guy that you, I'm not going to say he's going to stop James Harden or anybody like that, but you can throw him on a guy like Harden. He's got the strength to keep up with him. You could put him on uh, somebody like LeBron. I would imagine he's probably going to be the guy if they were to run into the Lakers who would defend him. You could put him on a Kawhi. He's not going to get shoved around because he's, he's pretty strong. He's pretty tough. Um, can hit the occasional jumper as uh, offensive games, a little rough he needs, needs a little bit of work um, there. But yeah, they would, so what the thunder did, Signed him to a four year deal. Um, locked him up, guaranteed uh for obviously for the remainder of this season, guaranteed mm-hmm. next year at the minimum. And then the um then after that my puppy's trying to break in the room here I can hear excited about <laughs> so Lou the Dor- door comes flying open. Did <laughs> come flying open. Um the uh yeah, hold on one second. Get out of here. <laughs> um so anyway, uh yeah, she's all fired up for Lou Dorch. Big big Lou Dort fan here. Um. You know, she is. So, uh, yeah. There you go. That was not planned. I'm not cutting that. Um, out. I'm leaving that <laughs> so,
0: in just to add to the Lou Dordic. No. Yeah, you got to leave that in, man. I,
1: if, if she if she wouldn't snip at me, I'd pick her up and put her on camera. But she she doesn't like to be picked up. Um. <laughs> so where was it? Yeah. Third year partially guaranteed. Fourth year partially guaranteed. So okay. he's going to be there all four years. Uh, for the Thunder. You know, good good move there. And then to replace him, um, on the roster, they're going to sign Devin Hall who was previously with them this Mm -hmm. year, um they're, they're gonna bring him back in again that familiarity uh concept hall's a guy who played with their g-league team the oklahoma city blue as well so he, he's gonna be back for the thunder but I, I love this door move for okc i think you know starter a guy you know maybe he's not a starter you know uh long term right. but even if he's just a rotation player a rotation player for the next three seasons after this one at the minimum that that's good yeah. work you can't beat that and that's why sam Presti he's one of the best at what he does you know in the entire yeah
0: that's great that's a big find you know diamonds in the rough like that can uh, can really really help with a rebuild or even just building towards towards a goal whether it's a championship or whatever so um uh, so great move by them uh, philly add some shooting
1: yeah hold oh. on orlando hasn't done anything well yet. yeah um just uh, skip the hometown team um but you know a lot of people are asking you know, Farouk, Camino Jonathan Isaac we don't know yet hmm. um sounds like Camino's not going to play Isaac has um, express some optimism and kind of left the door open. I, my guess is he doesn't play either. Um, but that's that's just a guess. I, I don't. I don't think we're going to see either one of those guys uh, suit up for the Magic. I think that's more of a we'll we'll see you next season right. uh, kind of thing there. But yeah, Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. So Philly looked at some shooting, which which they should. You know, when you've got a team where the the basis of it is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you want to surround those guys with shooters and you know it looks like they've they've done that i've seen a number of different philly columnists uh who are, are pretty excited about what they've done here
1: yeah ryan broke off um coming in he was with the mavs earlier this year he's with the mavs last season he was one of the best shooters over in europe for a number of years before he came over never really fully cracked the Dallas rotation, but this is a guy who you, you mentioned, that's what he does. He's a shooter. Um, he'll be out there. He's probably claiming a fame right now is I think uh, it circle uh, one around Twitter of, you know, what does this guy do? And a lot of people like, cause he was, I think he was in the locker room maybe, and had his glasses on and people were like, that guy looks like an accountant, you know, or something like that. It was, it was, you know, kind of comical earlier this year, but Brokoff can really shoot the ball. Um, he's familiar with Ben Simmons and uh, Brett Brown cause he's an Australian um he did not make the australian national team but he's been part of the uh uh trying to the trial process there um over the years Their selection group he's expected to be on the team uh for next year's olympics now so so yeah i, I like to move for philly this is a no you know, no you know risk um, signing here, he's technically filling their open two-way slot, mm-hmm. but he's not really a two-way player. Um, he's going to be a substitute player, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, again, much like uh, Trey Burke, no, um, no rights because what he's doing is filling an open two-way slot um, versus an open roster Got spot. It. Dearest potential, that's not fully finalized yet. He hadn't signed the deal um, as of the time we started recording, so maybe Philly could waive somebody, but I don't think that's going to be the way it goes. I think they'll just bring him in, they'll have him, and then you know, off they go if they want to keep him next year. They can try to work out something, or maybe you know, he heads back overseas yeah. with that. Uh, Phoenix Suns, we, the only thing there to talk about is Kelly Oubre. Um, we now know mm-hmm. he's not going to play. Um, he's going to continue to rehab from the knee surgery he had. He was always considered a little bit of a long shot, to play um had you know the Suns made a miraculous playoff run when we were still um under the normal season. Um uh, but yeah now it sounds like he's definitely not sounds like he's definitely not going to play on um, the rest of the way. Portland has not done anything yet, but we know Trevor Reza has opted out again. Yep. Uh personal reasons here. His is because he has an opportunity to um affect custody of his yeah. son. I have a month long visitation and again, you, you know, do your never thing. I'm sure when this was all planned and set up. Right. It was assumed I'm um, in the off season, not an issue. You know, let's just do our thing now. Right. You know, it's you know, he's making the right decision Absolutely. for himself and his family. You know, they're big loss though for Portland. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot at the small forward spot. Um, he was a, clearly their best defensive option um, at the forward spot there. So they're going to get some bigs back. They're going to get Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins back. So we'll see how that ultimately plays out. Um, maybe Mello plays a little bit more at the three. Um, you're probably going to see some Nassir Little, maybe Anthony Simons in small ball lineups. Um, Mario Hazonia, maybe, you know, he comes back mm-hmm. again for the, you know, Fiftieth different time, you know, he gets a another shot at something this here, time but, but it makes it harder for Portland. You know, Portland, I think, it was a team you and I both kinda liked to maybe make a run at Memphis yeah. and getting in, and I think that's gonna be much harder now on them. Uh Sacramento Kings, Corey Brewer um fills their open roster spot remainder of the year. Contract man. Corey Brewer feels like this dude's just gonna keep signing contracts late in the year for you know now to the end of time. Um keeps himself in fantastic shape guy people like because Corey Berger's game is based on two things, playing defense and running the floor. And as long as you can do those things, there's always going to be a place for you in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if he see some minutes in Sacramento. They'd, they're not exactly flushed with uh, you know, fantastic wing options. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's out there and they're running the break alongside De'Aaron Fox if they really try to speed things up in Orlando. Well,
0: and, and Lakers fans know, I, I'm not sure if the Kings are playing the Suns, but if they do run into them, that Corey Brewer has a history of getting under the skin of Devin Booker. <laughs> so you know maybe there's some some it's- usefulness there. I did think it was interesting that they're going with a veteran, here like Corey Brewer rather than taking a look at a younger guy but you know what I mean you can give him some minutes there and then maybe he shows out and and you keep him around next year 3 and D wing defenders are really tough to find even though Brewer isn't a great shooter maybe he's somebody somebody that sticks and if if not maybe you just use him now and and then say goodbye and, and that's it
1: yeah, I always, I always referred to him as a free and D because he it runs really free. Is. He's not really
0: a three-part, no. you know, there. So, yeah. Uh,
1: San Antonio Spurs, uh, Tyler Zeller, another Zeller back in the league, um, you know, mm-hmm. here. He's going to basically take LaMarcus Aldridge's place in the lineup. Uh, he's filling San Antonio's open roster spot. They signed him for the rest of this year with a non-guaranteed year. For next, Aldridge is out. He opted to have yeah. shoulder surgery. So he is not going to play um, in the restart. So so Zeller comes in. Jakob Perto is coming off a knee injury. Um, sounds like he'll be ready to go, but this gives them just another center body um, up front. And Zeller's a guy you can trust. He's a smart mm-hmm. guy. He can learn your system pretty quickly. Um, he's not going to do anything great. You know, I, I really don't expect the Spurs to make much noise um, here, which probably means they'll probably get the eighth seed just because I'm completely counting them out. <laughs> but, you know, well, we'll see. I don't, but I don't expect that. So, yeah, but Zeller, you know, good solid addition up front nothing more to really be said on that one unless you've got a
0: lot no no not a whole lot of a whole (laughs) lot of zeller thoughts here like you said this is just a guy that can come in and and fill that role he's not going to help you a ton but he's also not going to hurt you out there either he's a he's just a solid player that can get out there and and give you some minutes and and that's about it like you said i'd be surprised if the spurs made a run but apparently they are undying and so i somehow they're going to wind up in the playoffs (laughs)
1: And Tyler, we just clinched. Tyler Zeller is going to go like 20 and 15 over these eight games and dominate and tear it up. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, they haven't done anything. Toronto, though, interesting to note, they're the first team outside of the two Florida teams to be in Florida. Uh, They arrived here earlier this week as we're recording this on Friday. It was a few days ago um, just to avoid the international travel across the Canadian border. Uh, They came down uh, early. They're practicing in Naples, Florida, which is down in southwest Florida um, on the uh, Florida Gulf Coast University campus. If you remember Florida Gulf Coast from the NCAA tournament uh, several years ago, they, they were dunk city. Um, they were the ones that had all the lobs and the big upset, I believe, over Georgetown. If I have that right, um, and they they were a fun team that people really kind of fell in love with. Um, there's a you know fun Cinderella story. Um, that's where Toronto's practicing, but they they haven't made any transactions yet. Utah has not made any yet, but they may replace Boyan Bogdanovich, yeah. who is going to be out. He's not going to play due to a wrist big injury uh, and ultimately surgery. Massive loss. Yeah, you can't. Joe Ingles will start, mm-hmm. I presume there, and you know Joe Ingles is great. But not going to replace what Bogdanovich was giving them. He was their second-best scorer on the team behind Mitchell. He was their second-best offensive creator behind Mitchell. So that's a really tough loss there. Um, and then the Washington Wizards, uh, Jerry and Grant, is going to come in. He's going to replace Davis Bertans, who we found out is not going to play. Um, Bertans is going to sit out because he's a pending free agent. And the Wizards, quite frankly, they would have to play amazing to even get into yeah. a play-in scenario. And that's probably not going to happen. Bertans is looking at it as he's a guy who's had two ACL tears in his past is looking at it as, yeah, this is best. And the Wizards were very like, yep, this is best. And I look at that one as I bet you had the season played out as normal. We weren't going to see much of him in April anyway. I bet he was going to get shut down towards the end of March. And it was going to be, well, well, we'll see you when you're a free agent when we resign you and bring you back and – they're 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 hoping to be a good team next mm-hmm. year with John Wall coming back and Bradley Beal and better health for all their their guys on their roster. They're hoping to be a pretty good team. So I I think they're they're doing the right thing by saying, yeah, you you stood out. I, I don't think anybody on the Wizards is like, man, come on, you got to play despite Evan Fournier calling him out and you know yelling at him and saying this is what's wrong with the yeah, NBA and that. all that. I don't I, I don't think anybody in Washington really cares that. Davis Burton's is not gonna
0: well. I mean, work. that's that's the question here, right? Like these other guys, so Trevor Ariza and Avery Bradley. You know, it's because of their kids, right? You've got you've got that yeah. that going on there. So that's obviously a little bit different. It's going to be received differently when you have those guys going out. Uh, Willie colley Stein, same thing, going out because of their children versus Davis Burton sitting out because he wants to make sure he secures that big contract. So I think it, it just it rubs some people the wrong way. And understandably, but you also have to remember that if this were if we were looking at this as the final eight games of the season, there's a decent chance he wouldn't be playing anyway. Right? Like his Correct. his back would hurt or something like that. That's pretty normal yeah. for for NBA teams. So um I get where some people wouldn't be thrilled with the optics of it and, and everything, that he's just trying to make sure he doesn't get hurt so he can get his next contract. But given what would be taking place anyway and the fact that literally for this guy what tens of millions of dollars could be on the line right it's not he's not kevin durant where he can tear his Achilles and teams are still going to gladly fork over yeah. a max contract his next right. deal and we're talking about about massive wealth is on the line here for for berton so i don't i don't fault him
1: no, and again I go back to this was gonna happen anyway. He was you know I mean we might have seen you see him start playing every other day or you know, something like that, or playing, you know, cameo appearance of ten minutes a night or some you know other such nonsense to, you know, not run afoul of the whole resting rules right. and all that stuff. And then to close the book on it, John Wall also said he's not Playing, he's fully focused on being ready to go for the start of next season. So, no chance John Wall is going to play there. Um, the only other kind of guy who's floating out there that you know is a semi-big name is Demarcus yep. Cousins. There's been some mixed reporting. Um, one report was he's not going to play. Um, and then there was another one that came out almost immediately after. Was well, wait, no decision has been made, which kind of says to me is I'm not planning on playing. But if one of the title contenders is like, hey, we got yeah. a spot for you, maybe the Lakers, um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll come in and play. You know, it's I wouldn't be all all that surprised if Dwight Howard says, you know what, I'm not going to go. If it's like, all right, I'll come back you know and I'll be your you know second big or something like that with the Lakers. I think that's why um that secondary report came out which I believe was from Tanya Ginu yes, who is closer to the Lakers um than you know I think a lot of other people so I think there's probably let's just not say anything's final yet let's not close the
0: door on this just i think that's a very interesting situation there and i I do think that what's happened is and this is a guess this is speculation but what's happening is what you're saying keith i think that what shams was hearing was from teams that cousins didn't really want to play for so he just said no you know i'm not i'm not coming back but his agent then was careful to kind of leave the door open just a little bit, so if it was you know the Lakers or somebody like that, Cousins can go. Oh, okay, well, well then then I'm going to play. You know, if it's if it's the Washington Wizards said, hey, come on over, we, we want to take a look at you for eight games. He can be like, no, you know, yeah. I'm just going to rehab. And, and then that word gets out to Shams, and he reports that oh, Cousins isn't isn't coming back. So yeah. that's what I think is happening there. I would be surprised if we saw him, but again, it's not ruled out at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him, but his name comes up. Pretty all regular so Sure you get Sure you all get A you know, question about him Four or five times Celtics fans are obsessed With him yeah. too um, You know So I'm constantly Being asked about him Isaiah Thomas Jamal Crawford A couple mm-hmm. other guys Who are out there J.R. Smith Who we already talked on um, I think the challenge With Crawford is He hasn't played For anybody all it year So I don't know That anybody is Yeah So I don't know That anybody's Jumping mm-hmm. at the chance That's probably What some of the Hesitation is With J.R. Smith As well Is You know is you know, well, well, What has he been doing You know, What does he look like After not playing and, you know, all season long IT, at least we've seen him, you know, he, he's played uh, this season. So I think, but again, I think teams are more, we're going with what we got. I expect everybody to fill their open roster spots uh, by the time, you know, things need to be uh, finalized. Let's do the quotes yeah. there because that's July 1st. Um, you know, and that's when you gotta kind of, this is a group we're bringing to Orlando, but if you lose someone to injury or illness, you can bring in another player after that as a replacement player. Um, that player then has to quarantine for, I think it's 10 to 14 days or something before they're, they're eligible to be, to join you and you know be, be with the team there. So, but I think everybody's going to bring 17 guys or pretty dark, gosh darn close to it um there so you know so we'll ultimately see but i think it's uh you know i, I think we're gonna have a handful more transactions made here i think a couple of those teams that are kind of out charlotte golden state maybe they'll do something small which is designed around next year um you know versus clearly anything this year because they're out of it but, but yeah i think i think we've seen the kind of Bigger moves are are being made here. One last thing I want to clear up to you because a lot of people were asking me this on Twitter and a few people emailed was, wasn't the 24th the deadline to say they didn't want to play? It was the please let us know by day if you don't want to play. Um I think we got the vast majority of those mm-hmm. uh the Trevor Reeses, the Willie Colley signs. We got those answers. Cuz I think we you know now understand you know what the case is. You know for those guys. I think anybody now it's going to be something that was uh not I don't want to say not playing cuz I don't think any of those other guys planned but it's going to be something unexpected right. that causes them to change their mind. On um, playing. So players can still really opt out. It's really all the way through the whole thing. You know, a guy could leave in the middle of it in
0: Orlando and say I'm out. Right. But they've um, got to submit yeah, their rosters their by the by July first. So that's really the yeah. date. That's that's the drop down. That's date. the date you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah that's the date you're really looking at kinda of, right, it's always that last day of the regular season there is, you know, finalize the play or not to, it's the last the Friday at three PM. Before the playoffs as playoff rosters are finalized. That's kind of what that July 1st date is there with a little bit of play in there just because of the weird circumstances here. But, but yeah, we did it, man. We talked everything, Nin- 19 separate we things that have happened. We hit on every single one of them. So, so there it is. We'll, we'll come back and talk, you know, whatever else happens from here on out. I think it'll be you know, minor from this point. Then we'll get back into our off season previews and the like, but you know, I am a, uh, it's weird. I don't want right, to write We were both so excited. About the season coming back and my excitement just because of how insane things are here, especially in Central mm-hmm. Florida, uh, where I live, I'm less excited, but I'm still excited. You know, it's still basketball. You know, I still love the right. game. So, you know, and I'm hope I I guess more than excited. I want to say hopeful. I guess is the way to be. So, you know, like a lot of things in life right now, I'm just trying to be hopeful.
0: Yeah. When they start playing games, that excitement, I'm sure will will pick back up again, but yeah, there's so many things going on right now and seeing those numbers spike back up definitely takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails, but um, you know what? Basketball is going to be coming back. And I, I just hope that they can pull it off and they don't have to you know, shut down the season or anything like that. I hope it's, it's relatively smooth sailing and they can get it done. Because I think it's a, it's a big thing, obviously, for the NBA financially. But also, I think it's a nice morale boost for the country to see sports coming back. The MLS is coming back. Major League Baseball, despite their best efforts, is coming back. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing for that, for, uh, to see that and just kind of get at least a little sense of, of normalcy again
1: going to loosen up my arm major league baseball might be calling me <laughs> you in, never man. know <laughs> I might be in their 30 man rosters or whatever i yeah, i did. probably have about several thousand better options than I, uh, at this point but yeah no um you know as always if you enjoy the show and you like it you know rating and review five stars on itunes you know hit us with a rating uh, there and then also drop a review and please though those really do help us um, tell a friend if you enjoy the show you know share it mm-hmm. there and you can also do ratings and reviews on some of the other places you can listen to this as well um, and then Trevor will hit you with all the YouTube subscription information but you know thank you guys all for listening you know and going through all these transactions with us you know super psyched to yeah it.
0: guys make sure that you do follow Lakers Nation uh, across social media you've got at Lakers Nation on Twitter and Facebook at Lakers Nation official on Instagram obviously they, they help power this show uh, and also the Lakers YouTube channels where we're posting this and giving fans a, a wide look at the entire NBA. And then uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow me at, uh, at Trevor underscore lane on Twitter and you can find Keith at Keith Smith NBA Uh, till next week. We'll be back with a new show. Then stay safe. See ya.